Hi there, you. Yes, you. We're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We live in a world of digital overload. We at Volo are committed to guiding teens as they seek to create real connections. Once they experience the power of human relationships and their vast capacity for love, we challenge them to go out and make the world a better place. We take teens from all walks of life on retreats. In this space, they are eager to open up and uncover what matters most. For them, it's pretty simple. Sustained, unplugged, face-to-face connection, a sense of belonging. Our podcast is a hub of inspiration for both teens and adults. Embers is a place where our teens share their stories as they navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood. We realize they've got a lot to teach us. What they hope for sounds good to us, too. Join us here as Follow Youth explore timely and compelling topics, fanning the embers burning in each of us. In this episode, our teens give us a glimpse into the new habits and rhythms that are giving them a renewed sense of purpose in this time of COVID-19. They sparked us to seek a break in the clouds and to consider which new routines we may want to continue once we're able to venture out again. Come along. Hi, I'm Dana. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm Miles. I'm Robbie. So I've been looking forward to this podcast ever since we came up with the idea, because I think in the world we're living in now and the situation around COVID-19, it felt like the first month or so as we were all learning about our new normal, there was a bit of scrambling and folks feeling a bit untethered, challenge in finding a routine or a sense of normalcy in a situation that felt anything but normal. And now that many of us are over a month into this new rhythm, I think we are finding ways of not only accepting this reality that we're living in, but more importantly, finding the silver linings and even taking advantage of the opportunities that the situation creates. None of this is to diminish the incredible bravery of those folks who are working on the front lines, especially healthcare workers and those that are working in essential services, nor is it to take away from the struggles that many, many people are faced with from economic challenges to food insecurity and um, many other pieces that make living day to day even harder in this new reality. Our teens in Volo have found ways to engage with the opportunities that this time presents. And I'm so inspired by the ways that they are finding not only to navigate what is a new daily way of living, but also to use the time in innovative ways. In Volo, we have these three pillars around creating connecting and centering. And it's pretty cool to see that the new habits and hobbies that teens are 
picking up fall right into these categories. What I want to do is just start by asking for you to talk about your experiences, I guess, from a general place, if you can each talk about how your daily life has shifted in this new normal and to touch on any new rhythms or habits that you've chosen to pick up. Because I think that piece is important that these habits or rhythms we adopt are through our own choices. I think that in my life, I'm finding more time to do things that I want to do. And also I have, I've been able to get more sleep than I've ever been able to get during like school weeks, which is because I've been given the opportunity to make my own schedule. Like, because our teachers, they like assign us work. We don't have to do it like during an exact time of the day, which I found really helpful because given me the opportunity to spend extended time outside, like every day I take my dogs for a walk for like at least an hour. Then the biggest thing that I've started is I started making shirts using a silk screen, which at first was like just for fun, but it's turned into more than that. It's kind of a, a small business now. Talk a little bit more about that and how it got started. If it was, uh, do you have the vision from the beginning or did it kind of evolve? At first, it was kind of just a joke that I wanted a shirt with a snail on it. And so I made one for myself and then I made one for each of my siblings. And then I like posted it on my Instagram and suddenly like people are like, I want one too. And so it went from being just like a small art project to something that I realized that people really wanted and enjoyed. And I've sold about like six t-shirts. Wow. I'm still making more. Like I have a huge amount of shirts that are in the mail right now that I need to print. Do you think this would have been successful or people would have had the same interest were we not living in these in this situation? I'm not sure because the whole idea of like silk screening shirts started as a project for a, a club that I'm part of at school. But like that never happened because of just like different things like people didn't have the time like we didn't have the resources so like we knew that people like to buy like shirts but when this whole thing started I was like I want to do it on my own if people at school aren't, aren't going to do it then like I want to try it on my own and so I don't know if people would have like I don't know I think that the snail like I've been told was kind of symbolic of the time they were in because it's like it moves slow and like everything we do is like kind of been slowed down so I think that it could have been, but I don't know. Love it. How about Molly and Miles? Well, first of all, I just want to say, Robbie, that's so cool. (laughs) And I love what you're doing with that. In my life, personally, I've been... Actually, Dana, when you mentioned the three pillars of Valo earlier, it really kind of struck me that some of the things that I've been doing and I've adopted into my life really do pertain to those three pillars. So I've seen myself spending a lot more time with my family and not just the family that's in my house, obviously not spending physical time with others, but we've been doing a lot of Zoom chats with my cousins in different states and that's been really nice. And then creating, I've started a bullet journal, which is something that I've always wanted to do, but never never like found the time to just sit down and do it because I'm always running around with sports or clubs or any other activities in school. So I found myself doing a lot more of that and keeping track of my workout regimen that I've started. So it's just involving a lot of running workouts, which is getting me outside a ton, which is awesome. I would say in my my daily rhythm has changed in a few ways in that 
I agree with Molly. I've definitely spent a lot more time with my family. We've been playing like games every single day, which has been super fun to connect with all of them before I head off to college has been really nice. And also going on walks outside, which is something I found myself always wanting to do, but never really had the time or just never really built that into my schedule before. But weather permitting, I've gone on a walk almost every single day after like a few weeks into this, which has also been really, really nice uh, just to get outdoors and be in nature. Nice. I'm curious, and this might be kind of a rhetorical question, but I'm curious how the shifts make you feel and or what you are learning what you're learning from this new routine? Um, something that I've learned is that people in my life, it's taken them a while to adjust, like my friends and extended family, that they need to really like slow down. Because just like as humans, we're so used to going like a million miles an hour, just like doing so many things in a day. And now we're being told to stay home and not go anywhere and like, to not see each other. And I think that's something that not everyone has come to full grasp of just because they still have that thing where it's not going to affect them. But I think people are starting to realize that it's bigger than us and that each person does affect it. But I think that that's been interesting to see how different people have adjusted to it and how some have taken longer. Mm-hmm. I think a big takeaway that I've learned from this experience is time management skills, especially as a senior headed off to college next year. I won't have my parents like bugging me to get that assignment turned in. It'll be all up to me. So just managing and making a schedule for myself in that bullet journal that I mentioned earlier is really keeping me on track, which I think will be a really useful tool for next year. It's great. I would say definitely that the extra time that I have had to spend with my family has been really valuable in sort of just letting me know how much I'm going to miss them, I guess, and also how important it is to stay connected to them as much as possible in the next few years. And I think I've just gotten an overall appreciation of all of the people in my family over the course of this, which has been, I don't know, I think I've always had an appreciation of my family, but I think that it's definitely been deepened and we've had a lot of really awesome just experiences and our day-to-day rhythms have been so much more positive than uh, in the past. And I think that that's just really telling of when you take all like the stress away or at least a lot of stress away from the strict patterns of school and different things like that, we've just had a lot more time to do more things together and therefore have more positive interactions. And I just have noticed the impacts of that a lot, I think. I've also experienced that, that I've been able to spend more time with my family. And like we've had entire family Zoom calls, like Molly was saying, and like my uncle who lives really far away and we don't, we only normally like see him and hear from him like once or twice a year. And we've been able to hear or see him like every week, which is kind of shocking. And I agree that there are definitely more positive interactions. We're not talking about like this, like the, the stress of our daily lives. We're like just doing everything together and doing a fun, interesting thing. It is pretty remarkable that that can occur when we think about being connected with people or having time with people. And it feels sometimes impossible that it in some ways takes such a drastic shift in daily life to make it happen. But that leads me to my next question, which is I'm curious of these new rhythms and habits that you're 
talking about, are there any of them that you anticipate will continue? Or is there, you know, are there going to be some positive aftershocks when we all emerge from this that will remain a part, you think, a part or you hope a part of your daily or weekly living? I definitely hope so. And I'm going to try the best I can to try to take some of these new skills and routines that I've developed into our new, new normal life after this has all died down. But one of my favorites would definitely be, and this is going to be hard after I leave for college, but like family dinners and family game nights. I think we used to have those when I was younger, but after my siblings and I got into high school and the busy hustle bustle of life, we kind of lost track. But now we're definitely back on. We do like little trivia cahoots and we all sit down at the table every night, which is so special. And I just really hope that we can take that time after this has all died down and we're back in our normal lives to consider how important those times are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I would also say, I don't know that this is necessarily like a daily routine thing, but I guess it could be is just appreciation for what you have. Because I think that this has taught a lot of people or from the people that I've spoken to, just like you never think that you'd be like, oh, I miss school. But I think everyone I've talked to misses school at this point. <laughs> and so I just think like the little things in life that this situation has sort of taken away from us temporarily, I think people are starting to realize, I know that I am like, that those are things that matter a lot. Like, I don't know, just, yeah, I, I mean, there's lots of examples, but I think that the appreciation for what's happening in the moment and the appreciation of what you have I think I'm going to take that with me out of this for sure. Just having a lot of appreciation for what is in front of me in the moment. For sure. Do you all think that it is possible to emerge from this? You know, I feel like the world was going 100 miles an hour and now we're down to like five or 10 miles an hour. I'm curious if you think we can all emerge from this at a slower pace instead of going right back to where we started. I think that when we first emerge, that it'll be like a slow start. And honestly, I hope that people stay at a relatively slow pace. But I think just like knowing what our world is like, that I don't know if that'll be possible. I'm really interested in, in as I think about what the three of you are doing. So Robbie, if you're creating and Miles, if you're going on walks, and Molly, if you're meditating and doing these journal entries, it strikes me that all of those examples are kind of a way to push pause in a day. And I wonder what you think about that concept that even if the world continues at the pace maybe it was going before, do you think you three would continue those practices as a way of, of maintaining your own peace and calm? I would say absolutely. I think that going on walks for me has, I, I totally agree. It's that like push a pause, like push pause for a second and just like take a break from the busyness of things. And obviously things aren't really busy at this moment in time, but I would, I think that that practice specifically has been really nice even in this time. And I think that the the impact of going on walks more often when life is back up to its normal busy pace, I think that will be even more impactful then. I think having the time and space to choose what I want to do is something that I've learned is beneficial 
to me because like for me it's nice to be able to say that like I'm going to do this like I don't just take a break from school or whatever else I'm doing and just focus on like something that I truly want to do I think that that's something that I'll take with me through my life like choosing time for myself I love that I think that there's a continuity in the, the what you three have talked about in terms of when you do your journal and meditation it it almost forces you to push pause and be in a quieter, slower way. And I'm just curious if you think you'll carry that with those specific things with you. Yeah, definitely. Especially um, exercise. That's been a huge kind of way to press pause and get outside um, and motivate myself to, to stay healthy, especially as I'm not currently doing a sport as they were all canceled, as we know. But that's just a great way to clear your head. And it's hard. It's always been hard for me to motivate myself on my own when I'm in the off season to go for runs because I'm not doing it with a team. Um, but I think the motivation that I've found in these times is definitely something that I'll carry on. That's terrific. You know, there's that research that you have to do. Some people believe this research that to form a habit, you have to do it 21 times in a row. And this time is giving us it's giving us multiples of 21 times in a row to practice habits. And so I love that because you may have done something 42 times or yeah. 63 times before we're out of this, that these habits might stay with you. And that would be a silver lining for sure, I think. This is kind of a, a, a funny tangent, but I'm really curious if there's anything that a friend or family member has started doing that you all are intrigued by and, and curious about picking up yourself. Well, my sister, she loves to be outdoors and also to be on farms. And so to keep herself like sane, to take a break from school, she goes and works on a farm, which will turn into our senior project. In a few weeks, we'll spend time on a farm each day or every few days, I guess. So something that she's really loves and I'll be joining her on it soon. Very cool. Are you doing agriculture or? We're volunteering on a farm and they give all of their food to local food pantries. And so we've learned about all the measures that they're taking to keep everyone healthy and keep their food safe from coronavirus. And so we will get to help with different projects there, like planting seeds, preparing for this the spring and summer season. And also just like as a way to give back to our community with food during this time where there definitely is a, of like financial limitations and also like food shortages. So. Mm. That's great. Molly or Miles, anything anyone else is doing that intrigues you? My brother is a huge golfer and that's his his passion. And every morning he goes out every morning and then midday and then evening he goes out and across the lawn, which is it's pretty long, he sets up a little bucket and he puts water in the bucket. And then from the other side of the lawn, he'll hit golf balls. <laughs> and he has about 100 golf balls that he'll hit and try to get in the bucket. And he gives himself 10 minutes. And if he doesn't get it in the bucket within 10 minutes, then he has to like go for a couple mile run or whatever. <laughs> To motivate himself. So just watching him put that kind of effort that he normally wouldn't get the chance to do is really inspiring and has made and has made me realize that if you want to achieve a goal, you got to 
you got to work for it. Obviously, I knew that, but it's just really cool to see him doing something like that to achieve his goal playing college golf. Really neat. I'd say one thing that I'm doing a little bit, but I know that a lot of my friends are doing more is writing letters to each other, which is pretty cool. Like getting things in the mail is just like really nice in this in these times. So I've definitely started doing that a little bit and I want to do that more. I think that's been something that's been really cool with my friend group is just writing letters to each other. It's a nice little way to keep in touch during this time. Love it. There is nothing like getting that surprise letter in the mail. So personal. And what do you hope your life will look like afterward? And obviously at this point, we don't know when afterward is, but I'm curious as we emerge from this, what are you hoping? What are each of you hoping for in terms of your daily life? Well, one thing that I'm hoping for, which I think it affects a lot of people, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to have a normal summer, which because I'm supposed to work at a summer camp and they haven't canceled anything yet. But to me, like that would be that's a huge part of what I've been planning and something that that has like a very strict routine that I think would really help me after this time of like absolutely no routine. And so that's what I'm, I'm really hopeful that that isn't canceled. And then obviously like looking towards like to the fall, I'm hoping that we'll be able to start our first year of college as normally as possible. But it's honestly just hard to say, but either of those things, what what will happen? There's a level of recognition of the unknown and of letting go that I feel like as a society, we've really quickly learned most of us to, I don't know if we're embracing it, but at least accepting it, that it's kind of a never say never. So Robbie, you're saying, I hope my college begins. Normally it's like, because that in, in a normal situation, we might say, what are you talking about? That's five months away. Of course it's going to be normal. But I think this situation has taught us to just be mindful that, you know, not take anything for granted and that there are no knowns really. And, you know, it's kind of a potent concept to wrap your heads around that, you know, nothing is for certain, but I think it's a healthy perspective to have so that we don't set ourselves up for disappointment. I think definitely along with the routines that I've developed, um, working out, journaling, and just connecting with my family more, I definitely am looking forward to and hoping that we get the chance as a class and friend groups to gather before we all head off in our different directions. Right now, they're planning a graduation and a prom in early August. So I'm just hoping that we get the chance to finish off our time together, together, instead of looking at each other's faces online and on screens. Absolutely. I would say one thing that I've noticed throughout this is that especially like with my family owning a small business, I think I've seen a lot more support of local small businesses than I would have ever thought would have come out of this. And I think that that's just a general appreciation that people will carry moving forward. Just like sort of reminding you how much your, your community matters and the different businesses in your community and things like that. And really like, I don't know, I just think that there has been a, an increased appreciation of those things. And I hope that that would continue into the future as well. Absolutely. So I want to end on a high note and ask you to just start naming some of the silver linings of this time. And 
It could be even the smallest things that you're appreciating. I think sleep has been big for me. And also being able to choose time for myself and what I want to do. I'd say just having a little bit of extra time on your hands. I think that's been pretty nice. I think it's also teaching me about time management, which will be important for my future. I also love seeing like the water get clearer in different countries and air pollution decrease. I think the less human activity that's happening out in the world is actually increasing the quality and health of our planet as a whole. Those are great silver linings, you guys. I love it. And I hope that all of those can continue when we're uh, long past this time. So I will end in typical Volo fashion and ask that each of us share a word or maybe a couple of words of how you're feeling right now in this time and after this conversation. Hopeful. I'd say almost solidified. Thankful. I'll say admiring. I really, I mean that sincerely. I I really admire the grace and graceful and optimistic way that you three seem to be navigating these uncharted waters, especially being seniors. It would be pretty easy to be really sad about all of the things you are not having access to. So I'm admiring of your your energy and I have hope that it will be returned to you tenfold as life continues and that the gifts and these silver linings will stay with you and help you lead even more full and meaningful lives. So thanks for taking the time, you three. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. We invite you to connect with us at followmain.org for additional ideas and inspiration. This month, we're launching a series of blog posts to help you connect, create, and center during this time of COVID-19. We'd love to have you come along. Music from this podcast was created by Miles, one of the talented teens who shared his voice in this episode. Thank you, Miles. It was a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time, be well, friends.